The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000. And guess what? Five of them are great. It's Great Lakes Celebrates with your host, Elena Gonzalez. Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders. I'm Mike Bobbitt. Think of me as the salt in your better maid. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's Elena Gonzalez. <laughs> You're in a good mood. You're already laughing. Yeah, I'll say why later. Do you know what this weekend is, Mike? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. I do you live do you in a house with do? my wife <laughs> and uh, we take care of my mom <laughs> and I have a son who can't actually buy anything uh-huh. on his own. So, yeah, uh, this is the weekend that uh, I go broke. Again. <laughs> you know, just like Valentine's weekend and... Uh, <laughs> Dads really only get Father's Day? Uh, yeah, yeah. This could be contested, but I do think that dads get a little more on Christmas than moms do. I think it's skewed a little bit more that way. I refer you to the to the SNL skit. I got a robe for those who haven't seen it. But Christmas is a little more dads. It's still mostly kids. But between mom and dad, Christmas is a little more dad. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, even Father's Day, you have to share it with graduations. Everything's dads and grads. I feel it's like ads of Kingsford charcoal. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and happy Father's Day. Here's some barbecuing uh, equipment <laughs> so you can cook dinner for everyone. That everybody's going to complain about how you cooked it. I didn't mm-hmm. want chicken. My cheeseburger is too done. Angie, the producer of the show, her uh, significant other, Marty, and I, a couple of years ago, decided to use the smoker that I have on my barbecue grill. uh And I did not realize that that's pretty much a 20-hour commitment. (laughs) And... uh, And after we got it going, Marty was like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's easy. But no, I had to monitor the temperature. So yeah, I I love barbecuing equipment because, (laughs) you know, I have nothing better to do than stare at a thermometer for, did I say 20 hours? 20 (laughs) weeks. That's what it felt like. Are you going to get Allison a... a pink barbecue utensil set for mother's day <laughs> I should get her vacuum like filters or something like that like i uh, here's some laundry pods like, <laughs> like, happy just, mother's day everybody. happy mother's day i am on antidepressants and uh skipped today yesterday and today so the, uh the the views of mike bobbitt do not are, represent do not <laughs> reflect the views of mike bobbitt <laughs> So what about you for Mother's Day? Oh. Are you going to say, well, what should the kid get me? (laughs) Right. Now that he is in school, my Mother's Days have gotten much better because they do some sort of craft project and like the school pushes it. So they're the ones that are giving him the reminder every day of that week. Like, okay, it's Mother's Day. And then they'll have us come in. And last year they had a table with snacks and a table with flowers. And so when I picked him up from school, he got to come out and give me a flower and give me a snack done this is okay perfect beautiful draw a picture of the dog for you to hang on the refrigerator exactly yep while secretly you look at it and say how many legs do you think the dog has (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> really? When have you seen a blue dog? When? When? Just tell me. <laughs> Are you able to get away for a little bit? Maybe go for a little drive? Kind of take a moment to clear out your brain? Well, life really is different for husbands and wives, aren't uh-huh. they? Uh-huh. 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 So anyway, what's going on in the news? <laughs> Well, when I get out and take a little drive, I'm starting on a tangent that you don't even know about yet. So I should really bring you into the conversation. (laughs) I feel like I've been driving now for 25 plus years. Mm -hmm. And And a lot lately because you've been doing a lot of road gigs. Yes. And I have become so dependent on my phone for GPS, for notifications, you know, if something's going on at home, like I'm just really attached to it. And have you had that moment where you're driving somewhere and all of a sudden you realize you don't have service? Have you experienced oh, that? Oh, yes. It's terrifying. It, it Like my stomach drops to my toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing could be happening. But in those moments, everything is happening. My house is on fire. My kid's sick. My dog got let out. Like everything is just. My car is about to break down. Oh. I don't know where I am. Yep. yep. All of those things at once. Well, and I have to imagine that's even scarier for a woman. Like for a guy, yeah. I don't have to worry about like someone's going to come by and be like, hey, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, am I going to worry that someone wearing a mask made out of human flesh and has a really nice chainsaw collection is going to come by to help me? Yes. <laughs> but that is unreasonable. But outside and of ridic- that. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But I think women have very legit concerns. Yeah, and that especially the more desolate areas that you get. And so as we're going into more of a travel season, there's a road in the Upper Peninsula where a family saw a need to help out in case someone needed emergency help. So they installed a 911 call box on Little America Road, which is kind of near Houghton. It took about a year of planning and it cost about a thousand bucks as well as the, the monthly upkeep. That's it? Yeah. And this family put that work in and and is covering the cost. The phone is clearly marked and accessible. They put in uh, motion activated lights to illuminate the area, reflective signs to help people find the phone. And they they went platinum package (laughs) and uh, and they put a couple cameras on it to stop Ricky from from prank calling Moe's Tavern from, (laughs) from this phone. But that is such a great idea. I'm looking for a man to hug and kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone seen a man to hug and kiss? (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, for a thousand bucks, why aren't there more? I mean, I know that it's just reverting back to, hello, payphones, but they serve a purpose. Yes. That's great. I always hate it too when the weather would look weird and I would try to find an AM station and just say, is there like a tornado warning? And then Mm -hmm. they'd be like, there's a tornado warning in Bookton County. And I'd be like, (laughs) I don't know what county I'm in. Where am I? Yeah. Speaking of counties... In Oakland County, that's- my home. <laughs> See, I'm I'm working on my segues. I didn't. I didn't no, that was you good. Could, you could tell. I thought you were gonna go. <laughs> speaking of counties, <laughs> this woman got the county all her money. <laughs> Which would have been the segue I would have done. That's why you're the host and I'm your Andy Richter. <laughs> she did get to county all the money. I... <laughs> oh, gosh. I love that so very much. Yes, an Oakland County woman. 
she saw an ad on Facebook about the very large Mega Millions jackpot, like you do. She mm-hmm. went and got a ticket. Like, okay, yeah, it's it's up to a couple mil. I'm gonna go buy a ticket. But here's the thing: she didn't realize that she won anything. She just went, got the ticket, went about her life because. 900% of the time you don't win anything. She started going through her spam folder in her email looking for something else, found this email, realized that she matched five numbers, got so excited because she won a million dollars, but then realized when she bought the ticket, I'm going to assume it was inadvertent. She clicked the mega plier option and she actually won $3 million. I'm going to start going through my emails right now while we're, we're sitting here talking. But <laughs> how yeah. crazy. The whole point in buying a lottery ticket is so you can fantasize about all the good things you're going to do with the money. Oh, like, yes. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to buy my mom a house. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get my brother a brand new truck yep. and, you know, let him get the swimming pool that he wanted. <laughs> and you're just doing that because you're hoping that all that good karma will actually yes. let you win. Yes. And then when you don't win, you're like, well, I guess I have to keep going into work. <laughs> she didn't do any of that. She huh. just bought a ticket and I said, know. Oh, all right. I was a big, like, physical ticket holder. I always wanted to have the ticket. And I know that everything's online anymore and I'm a, I'm a freaking dinosaur. But I just, I loved looking at that ticket. What does and that going, make me? Because we establish almost every episode how much older I am than yeah. you. I so think if it's you're just a dinosaur. Like Jurassic and thoracic period or whatever the cardiovascular period, like whatever <laughs> the difference. I was going to say thoracic. <laughs> I realized, I'm like, I think that's a surgeon from Grey's Anatomy. I can't speak for you, but I can say no matter what anyone listening to this episode thinks, <laughs> I am not under the influence of anything other than Michigan made Verners right now. <laughs> and I am drinking literally water. That's it. <laughs> From the taps of Michigan. <laughs> Happy Mother's Another Day. Simpsons quote. You're all hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> We should keep having fun and we're gonna we're gonna take a break and and we're gonna come back with our our guest spotlight interview today. I talked with a lovely artist. His name is Keto Green. His focus and connection to his art, even when, you know, the rest of the world may have been been crumbling around him. It's it's really good to see. Ooh. Um and and he's got uh he's got a show coming up that he's gonna gonna tell us about. So we will talk with Keto Green after the break. Hi Keto, how are you? I'm great, Lena. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me. Uh, As some of our listeners have learned over some of the other episodes, I am not, how do I want to say this? I am not proficient or extremely textbook knowledgeable when it comes to art. I know what I like when I see it. I am fascinated by people who are able to do it. But when it comes to terminology or descriptions, I get lost in all of that. I know that you do a lot of different things in terms of of what you're creating and I'm not going to lie there were some words that I saw in a write up about you I was like I don't I don't know what that means <laughs> so I'm going to ask you what type of art do you do well like uh, my name is keto green you know that's mm-hmm. my 
name, but my real name is Keto Green Calvin Rainey. Um, I'm a contemporary artist, so um, I'm the type that likes to create for the moment and the time frame as well. When you say that you like to create for the moment, what does that mean to you? The moment means to me is the expression of the, the soul, the becoming, the the entity that, you know, that captures that, that feel, you know, that, that verb, that objection, that movement. So, you know, I like to uh, use different type of textures and colors and shapes, words to symbolize that, you know, ultimate goal, which is unity for me. When did you first get interested in art? Were you the type of kid that was that was running around scribbling on everything or what kind of jumped out to you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, when I was young, about like four years old, uh, my mom, you know, going with her boyfriend a lot of places. And me and my six siblings would just be in a house, you know, no parent around, just, you know, just hanging out. And I didn't have any toys at the time and I just had some crayons. So I would start drawing on a wall, you know, and just, you know, it would be something I could just outlet to. So as I went to elementary school and middle school and high school, I started, you know, the art teacher that I was in the, in the class, usually seeing the progression I had and used to pay me a lot of Detroit Institute of Art programs and stuff like that. Six siblings? Yes. Where are you in the lineup are you the baby are you in the middle i'm sort of not really in the middle i have three older sisters uh one older brother is me then i have actually a set i got like seven siblings uh, and then i have two younger brothers and a younger sister so wow yeah, yeah. It definitely keeps you on your toes <laughs> to say the least i'm sure when you started making your own art in school what and and i know that you work with with a lot of of different mediums, but early on, what spoke to you initially? Were you more of a paint or markers? Like what, what kind of jumped out at you? When I was younger, I'm more so like to like construct, like to mess, like to manipulate with my hands. So I like to like build a little bit, like some type of model or mold or something like that, but also use like textures with it. You know, I like to sew a little times and do some little threading or something like that to bring texture and stuff. So as I got older, I started mixing the different types of uh, mixed medias and mediums, you know, and started using everything around me that I had and not being used. Can you give me an example of a project recently that, that you've used a lot? a lot of different things well i'm working well recently i've it's funny it's, it's so funny well i didn't have any i needed something to paint on i had, didn't have anything to paint on so i had got a some fabric from walmart it was, it's supposed to win on my full time you know for the by christmas time you know it was mm-hmm. it was like red and green and i was you know i, I liked it but it, you know i didn't like it because it got played out after christmas you know so mm-hmm. i picked the window and it, and it looked right on the window so i cut it up i cut it up to like maybe like 30 by 80 i just framed it uh took some wood that i found and made a whole frame for it and you know i just like to just mold something together and then i you know and i have my own canvas you know now i you know primed it painted and i'm going to put some boxes over it so it's going to be beautiful it's already beautiful <laughs> That is definitely your passion is coming out. That is for sure. Like you have to find an outlet. And I absolutely love that. How often are you creating? Um, Is that something that, you know, that 
is just that's what you do every day or is it is it a special occasion thing what's what's kind of your schedule it's more so yes yeah, pretty much is every day um they say if you want to be great at something you do it every day to the point that you do it, not even thinking about doing it you know and to the point i do it every day to the point it came of if i don't do it i'll feel off yeah i feel off you know and then it's, it's, it's different because when I, I don't i'm one of the artists type of artists that i don't set myself to a particular type of like an actual thing like a person place or thing you know i i, I set myself up a feeling and emotions and you know like the like you want to do something you know you change and you know you see corruption you know you see these these impactful things that you've been around and how can i reconstruct that out without even seeing it you know but you feel it because you know we're humans and we've connected we're so tired so i try to just create just to use what i have around me you know no matter if it's maybe like two colors <laughs> three colors mm-hmm. maybe if it's like a, no matter if it's like some plywood that's left on the ground in the street you know i will find it pick it up you know i got a table behind me people come to my studio be like oh my god this table is amazing be surprised how i got that table i seen it on the street like somebody threw out a house for like four months in it there you know but it, it, it kept speaking to me you know because it was beauty in that table the table was once uh, shiny and just amazing and so painting amazing back in that just makes me happy mm-hmm. and I'm amazing back to somebody else that make me happy you know so yeah using what you got is key you know where does your um inspiration come from when I was younger it came from uh my Angelou prolific and she was more inspirational she was she, she went through a lot of stuff in her time and still had the optimistic viewpoint and even you know she felt the pain you know and she strived to still get her word through you know peace love and understanding you know and no matter the aspect no matter the person basic thing so i understood that and then a lot of other people you know but she did that primarily and throughout life i mean i just seen so many of me being a brung and just a non like a non-human way you know it's like just left i'm just progressing through life and nobody got you know so art has been one thing that has been talking back to to me throughout the time so it's good to have that sort of an outlet, especially I think as you're growing up and things are happening that you don't understand and emotions are happening that you've never experienced before and thoughts are happening that you've you've never thought before. And all of the things that happen in life as, as someone's growing up, then on top of it, whatever is actually happening in your life. So you take all of the environmental aspects out of it and to just grow up, it's a difficult challenge to then have um, additional things that you're working through, whether it's family things or, you know, what's going on in your home life or your school life to have those additional pressures. It's really great that you were able to identify how important art was to you and to have a teacher to kind of highlight that for you and to give you that outlet um, and that it's something that you can still hold on to today. Good for you. I'm really glad that that you were able to have that did you have a, a mentor as you were kind of coming up and looking through what you wanted to do or is this all kind of self-taught and well your your teacher at school but did you work with anyone as you were coming up or art honestly when I was younger I, when I was elementary school I seen my talent I feel my talent but people around my talent didn't support it honestly and when I went to school it was more of an outlet so I just put all my passion into the art class and into anything I did you know and then you know and she just you know, it's my smile. I mean, that's good enough for me. You know, mm-hmm. you talk to me. Yeah. It's, you know, happy day. You know, it makes me happy. You know, I'm empathic. But, you know, so as as I got older, you know, I just started, you know, just, you know, constantly just doing better and just kept continuing. It's actually been progressing through me. And I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was at well, I said I want to be a famous artist or something like that. And when I got older, I didn't, you know, people didn't support it. So I'm going through life not thinking of nothing. 
nothing of this. You know, I get to high school. I got a, I went to Cass Tech in ninth grade. I got in there. I did look. I had they had a little uh, test that I gave them like seven to eight different portraits. I got into school. And this is normal, you know, like landscape. Mm-hmm. I got in there, but they didn't give me any art classes when I got there in, in ninth grade. So I went to public schools. Public schools was talking back to me. They gave me the things I needed, you know. And so I kept, I went back to Northwest. I went to Northwest High School and got back to the DIA programs and all the uh, inside out stuff like that. And when I went to college in Lawrence Tech um, in 2008, I went there for architecture, thinking that somebody, you know, people always want you to do something so structured, like mm-hmm. art, engineering, architecture, doctor. Or something that you know, right? You can follow, understand that you know the structure, but if it's not for everyone, you know, you, it's not for everyone. So I went to uh, Lawrence Tech and tried to do architecture and learned that architecture was too structured for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like lines, I like how stuff is made. I love love columns and arches and all that, but it's not my style. So I started to learn myself. And um, 2013, I uh, moved back to the city from Southfield um, to I moved to uh, Highland Park. And brother was there and staying in the house. And that, that year, the end of the year, my dad came up missing. I said, whoa, whoa, I came back from the city uh, and now my father's missing. You know, now my younger brother there, my younger brother chilling, everything like that. And the year after that, he committed suicide. So then both was gone. 2013, my dad came up missing. 2014, my brother committed suicide. Side. you know my youngest brother I'm like whoa that's wild so you know um it pushed me in a situation where i had to feel about you know like what's good for me you know mm-hmm. because i see that i've been going through life and i haven't had nobody mentor me at all siblings you know i have a couple siblings like i told you seven of them so it's hard to <laughs> nurture mm-hmm. especially when your mother's not around nor your father as well your grandma's taking care of all these kids and she had six kids of her own right. and her kids, at least six kids so it was like oh you know so it's heavy on my grandma you know rest in peace she passed away last july she's amazing though you know uh i painted i got a suit jacket i painted you know i painted uh, the shoes i wear for too you know I, wish, I know she would be so happy to see me like in the studio you know this is my first art studio space i've had my life I used to be painting everywhere because you know after you know uh, my dad came up missing and my brother committed suicide you know due to not being able to handle whatever was going on in his life and stuff like that because we did have a rough upbringing you know mm-hmm. and that's why i suggest you know i talk to people a lot so when i became you know uh, after that situation my uncle who owned the house he evicted me from the house and i, I had nowhere to go you know because i came to the house not having nowhere to go mm-hmm. he was gonna help me out you know to give me Gave me on my feet leaving college. Lawrence Tech came like expensive, like fifteen hundred dollars of credit. No, I can't afford that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in the property and all that. So you know, I don't have a parent plus loan. So it's a little it's difficult, but you know, I tried my best, you know, and it started to get rough and I started getting in debt, more debt, like four thousand. Yeah. I was I said, oh, so I had to go to community. So, you know, after that happened, you know, I uh I started, you know, my my dad brother, that situation happened and um I became homeless and started I seen the house that was occupied. I got in the house and just started, you know, taking the doors off the house and painting them and trying to give back that, you know, just, just no matter I'm in a neighborhood of drugs, prostitution, and a lot of people doing some stuff that I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go beyond that situation and just believe in God and know that I'm going to make through it and just keep my head up and keep and just have faith, you know, and just in the path and not worry about, you know, what everybody was saying, like I 
I did in my past, you know, even though I knew what I wanted to do in my heart. So I just kept at it and using what I had, you know, mm-hmm. and beautified it. And I started, you know, realizing I like to use what I have, like to use and find stuff that helps help people and motivate people. So yeah, it just started blossoming from that, you know, and that's where I'm at now, just, you know, trying to, you know, do whatever it takes to get that that image out and that, that symbolism out of love and unity. Because at the end of the day, that's the number one thing. Man. I mean, nothing won't be here because, you know, we all linked together every day. I mean, it's so, so fascinating to me that even in in just a, a few minutes time, we're right back to that comfort and outlet that in the time when you're going through so much with everything that's going on with your family and to have all of that stress on yourself and worry and then to not know where you're going to sleep that night, but to still have your art and to be able to communicate your pain, your struggle, your hopes, your dreams, all of that through your art. I'm glad that you had that. I'm so sorry to hear everything that's happened, but I'm glad that you had that. And I'm I'm sorry to hear about your brother. And I, I think about what would happen with more people if they didn't have some sort of outlet, if they didn't have some sort of way to work through their thoughts and to work through their pains and to connect in some way. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being in those shoes, but I know that it has made some... It's, it's triumphant to me. I mean, yeah. I don't get it as a hurt. I don't look at it as like a, a weeping moment. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it does suck, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. still trying to find my father and I do want to get closure from the situation. I do want to question about my brother, youngest brother because I was not there on both situations. One of the situations, I was at work helping some older older elders and the other places I was getting some knowledge mm-hmm. and all those. So it's something I couldn't control. I couldn't dwell on the past and the situations I couldn't control, you know? So that was the number one thing that I had to, had to inspect myself and have to realize something about it. And two, like, yes, art has been phenomenal and it, it, it made me realize it throughout the struggle and the pain that I went through because throughout those pain, I'm still who I am through the art of just therapy, cope and be able to uh, manifest and be able to just think about and be able to let it out, you know, not hold it in, you know, and let everybody know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what you're going through, you know, just, you got to know it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay. We can work through it to another day. And now you've got your own space and yes. that's so exciting. Where, where is your, your space at now? Hatch Art is on uh, 3456 Everline Street. It's in Hamtramck, Michigan. Nice. Oh, I love yeah. Hamtramck. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm also having a, um, an art show coming up in May at Hatch Art as well. It's going to be phenomenal. When is that? In May. This May. Do you know Do you know a date yet? I don't know a particular date. I believe it's going to be in the beginning of the week. Or I'm, I got to get the uh, logistics to that as well. Okay. The art show at the uh, Playground Detroit, maybe in July as well, because I was uh, I got accepted for a fellowship there. Oh, tell me more about that. So, like you're saying, like about you know overcoming struggle throughout being best, living in bad situations. I was last year. I was before I had the studio space, I had, my friend was about to go to Vegas. And my friends, it was a bunch of women. They about to go to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I got to go over right now. I want to go. But I'm thinking like, oh, no, let me think about the righteous thing. I'm coming back here because I just went out of town. I came back from out of town. I know my grandma about to pass away. Oh, no, I feel like my grandma going to pass away. I got to do something about my life. She don't want to believe in me. She just said, that's my grandbaby. I, you know, I had to decide either, you know, have fun or you know, put into something better. So I got the space, but at the time I was sleeping in my car, my car, I was at a 2006 side, nine, five. 
And I was sleeping in this car in the hood. I mean, the car is down on me. I mean, it started to be, it was around last year when rainstorm, it was flooding everywhere. I mean, windows is cracked in the car. Every little, every window is a Ford of Every window is cracked. So water getting in the car, I'm taking the clothes, I got stuff in them. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then, but what kept me going, I had some artwork in that car, a couple pieces of canvas on that car, and I was just painting every day and every night. You know, I ain't got nowhere to sleep. I ain't got nowhere to go. I don't know, I'm going to eat this day, but I'm not paying it out because mm-hmm. I'm and I can be able to figure it out, you know? So I used whatever I had. And at that time I said, let me figure it out. I don't want, I want to get this word out into this world because I don't want nobody to give up. My brother committed suicide. I'm going through Spain. I know everybody go through Spain. I don't want nobody to uh, dwell on the past and hurt themselves due to the pain or hurt somebody else due to the pain. So let me figure out a way. So I seen play, I try to, I Google different types of grants or different types mm-hmm. of money to help somebody out because I need help, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just always trying to, you know, put myself in the right place, you know, but I don't want, I used to put myself in the right place, but I always trying to help the wrong people. I want to try to put myself in the right place and get help by the right people so I can help the wrong people, you know, so I can't do that if I'm in a place with them. I, I looked up with different places in the playground in Detroit. I applied for them while the storm was going on. I don't know, they hit me back this year, you know, and like, yeah, you've been accepted. I'm like, whoa, I forgot about that. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I was sleeping in my car. I thought, well, thank you. You know, so it's like, it's amazing just having faith in whatever you're going through. You know, I believe in God and believe in, you know, everything was working its way out, but you won't give up. You want to, you know, mm-hmm. set your pleading task. You know, just always better. Try to be better. Try to be better. It's come up a couple times on this show, but it's always interesting to me when I see the embodiment of you're not always the author of your own story. You know, sometimes your story comes to you. And so, in that moment, you were like, okay, I'm getting rained on in this car. I have no idea what's happening. I'm going to reach out and maybe I'll get this thing. And then your day-to-day changes and you forget all about the thing. But now that has come back around and now is a time that you can make more of it and you can you can utilize that in a different way. And that warms my heart. I'm so happy that this is happening for you. That's going to be so exciting. Indeed, you know, and that's what I think like, yeah, I know my grandma would be happy about that. But I know she's telling me right now, like, well, you look at him doing this thing. And I won't stop because I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand how and having one pair of clothes on throughout elementary, middle school and high school, you know, you got to keep mm-hmm. play too much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> professional you can't you can't be sloppy eating because if you get the ketchup get on it you know you gotta clean up <laughs> you know with your hand you know so it's like uh-huh. yeah i started like painting clothes that i had you know it's like to symbolize like letting kids know like embrace whatever you're going through you know it's like it's okay you don't have the best thing don't compare yourself to everybody everybody is there is individually beautiful in their own way we were united together you know so i i, I like to just like let people know like you know no matter what you're going through you know it's like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be rainy see what i went through it was rainy days i didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. i thought i'm gonna float down the street you know it was low <laughs> I'm, I'm selling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, just like just keeping your head up and just lying to yourself. You know, I remember I had an art house over there, the same bed house I was standing in. I had some friends over there and it was like, they, they, some people would settle for the area, you know, and they, you know, they didn't like that I was trying to better myself. Mm-hmm. So I think somebody burnt the house down, you know? Oh my like, gosh. Yeah, a couple of my art pieces in there, everything like that. You know, it was just astounding, you know? But things happen for a reason. That was another reason why, you know, because I wouldn't be in my car. I would at least be in the house. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I like to I like to not be comfortable in situations though, you know, because it, it keep me to move. That's so great. So you've got, you're at Hatch Art 
and you're going to be doing a show later on in May. And then you've got another show coming up in July. Where can someone listening to this, where can they see your stuff? Where can they find out when you're going to have another show? Where could, is there a place online that they could buy some art? Like how can, how can people connect with you? Well, I mean, I have Facebook. Um, I have a page, Keto Green. And I have another page on Facebook called Art by Keto Green. And I have Instagram as well. And that's underscore Keto Green. And I, as I have another one is say it's Artist Keto Green or Keto Faces. Yep, and I also have LinkedIn. That's Keto Green as well. All right. We will make sure that all of those are linked in the show notes. So if you are listening to this, you can go to the show notes and click through. I'm really excited to see your work this summer. And hopefully through some of those shows, you know, that you will get more than just smiles out of people. That's what I'm hoping for, for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very optimistic about my future currently and to more on feel like, you know, I, as much as I, I honestly, I, a lot of people usually come to me and they be wondering about like prices. I'm like, honestly, I paint, you know, to, I like the people, if, if they touch somebody's soul, that make me more happy than the price of mm-hmm. money. I know I need money. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I love the connection of a human being. So if they tell me about their life and we can reflect on something, and it's like, it brings me more comfortable understanding. Mm-hmm. So the connection of human, you know, is, 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 is amazing. So I love to, you know, anything can I, I could do to get that connection, inspire someone to keep doing what they do, you know, just be on the right road to bettering yourself. You don't got to hang around negativity. You are great. Peace, love and all the above, you know, safe travels. I optimistic, you know, everything you do, you know, revolves around your intention, your mindset. I embrace that. I am so thankful that we got that on a recording because I feel like that is something that I'm going to play back every morning. Like just, yeah, that's, that is how I I think that's that the world would be a better place if we all had a little bit more of that mentality that we'll get there. Uh Uh-huh. We know how the past was and how the current situations are, but if we have hope, a little hope could get us far. So very optimistic, you know, and I feel like, you know, unity is coming. You know, you just got to just stop being big headed. We got to set ourselves out of situation. Different is good. Different is always good. You don't have to be the same. I make these pictures. I make the different type of faces because I want people to know unity is key, but different is good. We could all feel it. We could all be the same. We could feel the same. We don't got to look the same. So intentions, but, you know, we don't got to look the same. And that's the beauty of it. I like to learn the difference. You know, that's how we learn in life anyway. Our differences combine to knowledge. I love it, you know. So whatever it takes to get out unity, you know, keto green contemporary artist from Detroit, Michigan. I could not agree more. And thank you so, so very much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us today. Wow. That was a great interview. I love his artwork. I wish I had that ability. Like I have a little bit of art Mm -hmm. ability, but I always kind of go towards realism and stuff, but I love his style where I'm blown away by people who are able to do things I can't even begin to figure out how they go about picking the colors, Mm -hmm. how abstract to go, because like, you know what he's doing. Right. The images, it isn't, you know, just a big yellow block Mm -hmm. on a (laughs) large canvas. Like, wow, his work is powerful. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for that show. 
Yeah. Do you have any artistic abilities oh, beyond no. the spoken word? Oh no. I I struggle with stick figures. I'm at I'm at that level. I've done a couple of the, you know, middle-aged white lady drink wine and paint things. <laughs> um and even those, they they try to tell you in the simplest of terms, you know, and then you're going to paint this and make it look like a blade of grass and I've got one that is you know, a pencil thin, and then the next one is is three inches wide, and I'm like, I am. T- I, this is not my jam. And yeah. then someone comes to you and says, "Have you ever seen a blue dog?" <laughs> and then you realize, I'm perpetuating the yes, circle yes, of it is art genetic. criticism. <laughs> well, speaking of art that I can't do, how's that for a segue? <laughs> I fell into comedy because I am a failed musician. <laughs> And like I was so bad, I was in a punk band uh-huh. and people would say the songs, eh, but between the songs, you were kind of funny. So I got rid of the songs, the bass and the band, <laughs> and I just do the between the song stuff. So oh, perfect. yeah, the bar I set for myself is pretty low. I, I like to think that I'm as far as like the lead singer of a band goes, I'm pretty funny. <laughs> as far as a comedian goes, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, so we have a very, very talented musician, Dewan Smith, and this is his song, Concentrated Ambitions, and uh, we're going to put a link to the video uh, for this one Ooh. on YouTube. So uh, until next week, thank you so much for joining us on Great Lake Celebrates, and Dewan Smith, take it away! There has to be a balance Every day's a mission statement A plan of action Battlefield of the mind Just do your best Discipline your thoughts Discipline that flesh Gotta get right Ever notice when you're on the straight and narrow Here comes a devil with his fire arrows Just aiming Never takes a day off He's always lurking But he's the employee I'm the boss Always working Why would I hire someone who steals Kills and destroys Which means it's a choice None of that even has to be in your life Unless you let it in It's a choice you love to lose Or you wanna win Extraordinary opportunities I can see exist Not even from afar, no longer at a distance Now I see, I can get it Focus, run until I'm out of breath Concentrated ambitions Consequences I've caused Couldn't stop me And I ain't conceited or cocky Let's get that on Not the way I've learned what I speak So take heed to what I say Life and death are in the power of the tongue I'ma run this race Till the race is won Going, going further To the top one of a kind Like no other my brother I'ma shoot to the moon Land amongst the stars Rise and shine like the sun So here we are This is what I do day and night Try to keep my little light lit right Life let it shine Extraordinary opportunities I can see exist Not even from afar, no longer at a distance Now I see, I can get it Focus, run until I'm out of concentrated ambitions To this one thing I do, staring through the window.
chill, not the rear view. My past is behind me, but it gave me the energy to go, to grow, to flow, to plant that seed, to be that tree. Rooted and grounded, standing firm by the streams of waters, inspired and motivated from my daughters. Thank God I'm a good man, my steps are ordered. It's dark in the valley, but my eyes are open to the light. I'm scoping target on sight. Right, life to escape through the mic, but the beats won't let me hide. Matter of fact, they keep me live. Extraordinary opportunities I can see exist. Not even from afar, no longer at a distance. Now I see, I can get it. Focus, run until I'm out of concentrated ambitions. Take it away! <laughs> Take it away! <laughs>